Well, hello again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Parables. We are now in season two mm -hmm. of Real Parables. Uh, we are glad that you could join us on our little adventure through movies and finding those connections, you know, to movies and uh, our Christian faith. Uh, you know, Real Parables. You know, we look at these at these Hollywood movies, oftentimes pretty popular, well-known movies. I mean, yeah. there are, there are the exception, you know, the yeah. random ones that nobody's ever seen. But we have, and we just love them. Yeah. Uh, like Time Bandits was... Time Bandits was, was one A of great them. example of those. But we look at these movies, and we are trying to look at them as modern-day parables. You know, if... Uh, I think if Jesus were here today, and if he wanted to be able to relate timeless truths to people, he probably wouldn't talk about sheep and shepherding he would probably talk about movies and music and television yeah. because it's what people know it's what we understand so we're looking at these um very popular movies family friendly movies usually and trying to find some timeless truths that we can uh, help ourselves and maybe help you understand god in a little bit more uh, in-depth personal way mm -hmm. uh, and today I think we're looking at our first Marvel movie. Yeah, it's which is funny because we're all pretty diehard Marvel fans. It's the only movies that I will always go see in the theater first. Yeah, I think we typically were trying to stay away from Marvel just because it was a big can of worms that we didn't want to open. There's like, oh, we're just going to do all the Marvel movies. Well, and there's so much backstory. Yeah, they they're so have. connected. We thought this one, though, was pretty good because it takes place during New Year's, being that uh, New Year's is right around the corner. <clears throat> so... We chose Iron Man 3, which might not be the first thing you think of when you think of New Year's movies. No. Uh, there's there's that movie New Year's Day, which isn't exactly family-friendly, so that's why we didn't do that one. Mm. Uh, but this one actually is, is more of a New Year's movie than I th think people really think it is. I think it's kind of like, this could be the next debate on if Die Hard was a Christmas movie. Yeah. Is Iron Man 3 a New Year's movie? And a Christmas movie, because yeah, it, Christmas is, it does too. happen during Christmas, too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in that same that same realm. Yeah, but answer is yes. Yes, it, does it is. Fit. <laughs> it does fit. So you can now, when it's time to watch your Christmas movies and New Year's movies, you can add in Iron Man 3 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, to that mix of movies in the rotation. And you can have lots of wonderful debates with friends mm -hmm. and family members on whether it actually is or isn't. It happens every year. Yeah, I think most year. of my family is in a, a grants that uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think most people are coming around. Yeah. There's still the, the holdouts who are like, no, you can't have a Christmas movie in there because it's not about this, this, or this. Yeah, but it is. It's all about Christmas. So, <laughs> well, uh, starting out, uh, you haven't seen this movie again. Spoilers as usual. We're going to be talking about in depth about the entire movie. But it's fair game. I mean, this movie came yeah, out came in out. 2013, I think, something like that. It came out a long time ago. So it is. It is fair game for talking about. Yes, I was. Do. I think this, I was a senior in high school when this came out, so I think yeah. 2013. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fair game, but if you haven't seen it, go see it. Pause this. Go watch it. It's a good movie. It's not yeah. the best Marvel movie. No, but it's it's, but it's Iron Man. It's it's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, compared to all the DC <laughs> movies, it's still better than all of those. Yeah, at least the more modern ones. Yeah, it's not better than the Dark Knight trilogy. Those are good. Yeah. We'll see if the new Batman movie is good. Yeah. Well, this movie starts out with uh, ominous Tony saying, uh, a famous man once said, we create our own demons. And he's like, I don't know who, who really said that, which is weird because 
Tony being a huge technology guy, I think maybe Google. Yeah. <laughs> who said that? Uh, it was Oscar Wilde who said that, actually. Uh, the, the direct quote was, we are each our own devil and we make this world our hell. And that's from his, uh, his play, The Duchess of Padua. I've never heard of that play, but it's a tragedy which seemed pretty dark. So I think that fits the quote. Um, but it's repeated multiple times throughout the film, and it mm-hmm. kind of serves as a reminder as Iron Man's biggest threat is something that he made himself. And it's kind of like in this literal sense where Tony created this personified uh, demon by the character Killian, who is this physically disabled guy. He can't walk very well. Um, he's just he's kind of just messed up and uh, is trying to build this think tank to help other people that are disabled to make the world better. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's asking Tony's help to do a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tony kind of messes with him and lets this dorky guy or tells this dorky guy, he's going to meet him up on the, on the roof in a couple of minutes and we'll, they'll, they'll talk things over and he'll join him. He's happy. He's happy. Go him. Yeah, he did. So Killian shows up, it's New Year's, the fireworks are going off, and Tony's not there. He's, Tony just blew him off, and that is the instant that uh, Tony creates this demon of his. Mm-hmm. And Killian is just fueled by Tony's rejection and becomes this huge problem 13 years down the road. And uh, But Tony's, really, his biggest demon proves to be himself because he is a mess this entire movie yeah um he's constantly having anxiety attacks that are like just completely shutting him down he he can't function and it's just the smallest little thing will trigger him just talking about anything of the uh the avengers movie that happens right before this film and he he literally is just useless when this happens and he he relies on his iron man suits whenever he does have this anxiety attack he he just tries to go back into being iron man because that is something that is he is comfortable doing but uh, before we get into more of that, do you think that this quote is true, that we do create our own demons? I think we do. I think there's a lot of times where, you know, we might not be blatantly even a jerk to somebody. I mean, Tony was clearly awful to Killian. Yeah. And later on, he also, you know, another demon that he created in the same night was with the girl that he was with. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, you know, he the, the reason why he didn't want to, given any time to killing is because he was with this uh, cute girl who is also a scientist and you know he um, takes her back up to his room with the idea that he's going to talk to her about you know her her science and what she's doing with uh, uh, changing plant DNA and then it ultimately turns this is back when Tony was a a playboy Mm -hmm. you know so it turns into a one-night stand you know, more than it was anything else. So he creates a demon on top of a demon, you know, because you have Killian who's rejected and you have this girl who is also rejected. And after this is all done, they end up teaming up. We find this out later on, you know, so I think we do create a lot of demons in life and it might not be through intentional stuff like this, but you know, we say stuff sometimes, you know, especially like this whole cancel culture, right? Yeah. You know, there's times where we say stuff, and it might have been something that we said 10 years ago, but because everything's out there always, mm-hmm. now somebody is offended by, you know, what we have said. And maybe there's a reason that they're offended by it. Maybe it's taken out of context. 
but we can uh, pretty easily rile people up and have them become our enemies and really fighting against us. Yeah, you can be different people too because at this point, this is 13 years later, Tony's a changed person. He's not a playboy anymore. No. He no longer is creating uh, technology as a weapon. He's using it purely just for uh, human accomplishments moving forward. And yeah. it it kind of shows you that like your those past things that you think are nothing really can amount to something because yeah. they just continue to grow and fester. Yeah, he's grown up. I can't imagine if, um, you know, people from my life, who people who knew me from when I was in high school, I treated people pretty awfully. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was, I was that awful kid who would, you know, I wasn't necessarily a bully, you know, like in the traditional sense, but I definitely was a bully to Christians. And there, if you were a, a church-going person, I was definitely going to mock you. And make yeah. fun of you and you know think that you're an idiot unless you're a hot girl then i would you know pretend <laughs> and go to church with you but uh that was mostly just to see if i can um get you to do stuff that i knew that was against what you believed you know so if i had contact with those people you know all the way back then i can't mm-hmm. imagine how many demons i would have yeah how many people would hold my teenage actions against me as a different person like if for some reason i moved back to Denver, North Carolina, you know, which is where I went to high school, you know, how differently would people look at me than the people who look at me here? Yeah. Would they give me the time of day? Yeah, it's a good point. I I think it also like thinking about it, like we're, we're way more critical of ourselves than other people are. Like when I, I think, I think when we look in the mirror in the morning and we're judging ourselves, we're judging ourselves way harder than anyone else is walking down the street. Mm -hmm. I think we we look at ourselves through this tiny microscope that other people don't, and in that sense, we're that we, we are being <laughs> creating that demon of of scrutinizing ourselves more than yeah. anyone else or God even is. Yeah, it's the second part of that Oscar Wilde quote that Tony didn't mention. Yeah, we're creating our own hells. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We torture ourselves, and we're so filled with guilt and anxiety about you know things that really aren't that big of a deal no but we allow them to build up and we allow those demons to hold those things against us and sometimes that the most ferocious demon is the demon that lives inside of us exactly so yeah uh, tony's anxiety gets uh gets so bad he can't he can't function so he decides to distract himself with what he what he knows which is tinkering so he tinkers he uh, works on his uh, different Iron Man suits and his different inventions, and he just fills up his time making suit after suit. And originally, I think by the second movie, he's on like five or six, maybe mm-hmm. seven. At this point in the third movie, he he's working on Mark Forty Two. Mm-hmm. He's he's spent so much time into making these suits. Uh, so basically, tinkering at this point has just taken over his life. Uh, it even gets to the point to where Pepper, his his girlfriend, walks downstairs uh, because and sees that he is. Uh, mimicking, uh, like his suit is just being a surrogate for him going on a date. Mm-hmm. Like he he thinks, oh, I'll just can continue working down here, and then my one of my suits can go off on a date for Valent. Or no, it wasn't Valentine's. It was for uh, it was like just a date night. Yeah, is what it was. Right before uh, Christmas. Yeah, date night uh, <laughs> with an Iron Man suit instead of himself, and it's just it's so ridiculous that it is taking over his control this much, and it kind of. I don't think like the tinkering is necessarily a bad thing to help him deal with all that anxiety and stress because it's something that he likes doing. 
but the phrase of too much of a good thing is a yeah. bad thing really just starts to, yeah. you start to hear it. And yeah. we all need weapons. Exactly. But the tinkering just becomes an idol for Tony. It, it, it wasn't a idol to begin with. It was a good thing to begin with, but it just, it turned into this because it's what he just relied on and leaned on completely. So in, in times of stress, have you ever made tinkering an idol tinkering of anything or, just doing some kind of thing that you like to do. Yeah, I, I build stuff. You know, I love uh, going out in my garage and building random stuff. And for, you know, I can make excuses all day long about, well, it's practical, you know, because, you know, Brianna needs, you know, planters or the church needs a background or, you know, the church needs a, you know, TV cart or whatever it happens to be. You know, it's easy to make all these excuses as to why I need to do these as an excuse to distract myself from all the other stuff that uh, I just don't want to deal with. Yeah. You know, especially over the last, you know, year we've been dealing with so much through, you know, with the church and people and, you know, to a much lesser degree for me personally, I wasn't, you know, COVID wasn't that big of a deal for me, but yeah. for a lot of people it was, I'm sure there was a lot of, I mean, I think, uh, nurseries, and hardware stores had like record sales for their entire business. <laughs> yeah. Like we have a, I have most of the time I go to a smaller um, hardware store chain called Dixie line. I go there quite a bit, you know, and I've been going there for a long time. So I know pretty much everybody that was in there. And I was talking to the manager. Uh, this is probably over the summer and asking how things were going. He's like, this store has just had, uh, record sales for all of California. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like, we actually sold more in this store than all the other stores in San Diego combined. And it's a small, it's nothing like a Home Depot kind of thing. It's very small. He, mm -hmm. says, he says, we have uh, far exceeded what we ever thought was capable because people just keep coming in. You know, so you have people who are, you know, out outside, you know, Brianna has transformed our backyard into, you know, from pretty much concrete and a few plants to a jungle. Yeah, it is actually a jungle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's lots of people who've done that. It's all trying to be a distraction from COVID or from, you know, kids or, mm -hmm. you know, just the stresses of having to work from home, you know. So distractions aren't bad. It's like you yeah. said, it's once you allow that tinkering or that hobby to become mm -hmm. all-consuming. Yeah. You know, once that becomes your God, you know, the thing that you, or uh, once that thing becomes your addiction, you know, maybe it's not like smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol yeah. or, you know, using meth, you know, but if it is, if it's what you rely on to make yourself feel normal, then you have a problem. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always, Graham's a great carpenter. I'm always telling him I think he's trying too hard to be like Jesus, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's too much of too much of a good thing is a bad thing. I I do it with video games. I I love video games and they help they help relax me. And if I'm feeling stressed or anxious, it really helps me just to get back into a good attitude. But the it was like a month or two ago, I was just that was all I was doing in my free time, and then it was just completely taking a hold of me and. 
becoming an idol to me and I I don't want that at all because that's what it, that's what it was like when I was in high school where like I did my homework and then video games that was about it <laughs> and I I don't want to be back there so uh, I have that's that's something I need to make sure I I don't let take control of my life mm-hmm. so uh, Tony though eventually learns how to do his tinkering in a healthier way not as a distraction but something he enjoys doing he he kind of remembers that. This is my passion, mm-hmm. so I should treat it as a passion, not as a, not as an addiction. Uh, but that's something I, that we've been kind of talking about a lot lately, at least for our, like other church videos. Is mm-hmm. this uh, in this New Year's spirit? We wanted to uh, go back to some of our passion. That that was that's my New Year's resolution this year. Is I don't I don't want to keep not doing those those things because. After COVID, I feel like I've been complaining for a long time about things I was we weren't able to do because everything was closed down, mm-hmm. and so it was easy to make excuses. And uh, I like to talk about the things that I can't do now, or uh, the things that aren't open, uh, or the things that you need like vaccination cards or X, Y, and Z to to do anything. Uh, but in reality, there's not much that you can't do now at this point. Everything's yeah. mostly open. Uh, I'm just so comfortable with making excuses that uh, I'm not doing the things I enjoy most, which is frustrating. So yeah, personally, my resolution for New Year's is to go do the hobbies I enjoy, which includes uh, rock climbing, uh, fishing, and winemaking. Like those three things I love doing, and I I did almost no, actually I don't think I did any of them last year. Mm. I think I went rock climbing once, and everything else I just did not do all of last year which sucks because those are like my three favorite things to do mm-hmm. and I just didn't do them. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm in the same place that, you know, I have to give myself permission to have fun. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I do have a workaholic gene in me where I think that if I'm not working, I'm being lazy. You know, so yeah. even on my days, my technical days off, I still find myself doing, work-related stuff. I mean, it might be fun work-related stuff, you know, out in the garage building something, but it's always, you know, work-related. Or 99% of the time it's work-related. Um, but I've I've had to come to the point where it's okay for me to have fun. Yeah. It's okay for me, <laughs> if I like doing something, to, to take time to go do that thing. So my biggest excuse is... Um, well, there's just not time for it. You know, like I like to go shooting, mm-hmm. but to go shooting, it's, you know, it's a, it's a four hour process, you know, cause you have to get all your stuff together. You know, I, I, I have a lot of guns. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what they are or where they are, but I have a <laughs> lot of guns. Um, and I like to shoot them all. I don't want to just shoot one. So I have to get all those together, drive at least 30 minutes you know, to the probably the nearest uh, gun range or shooting areas. If I want to really spend a, a good amount of time without having to worry about money, then I have to drive about an hour uh, out to the desert. And then, you know, however long I'm going to be out there. And then drive back. And then I have to clean all the guns. You know, because I don't put my guns away dirty. Yeah. So it's at least four hours. And I keep saying, well, I don't have time for that. I, I don't have time for that. But I have four hours to do a lot of other stuff that isn't something I enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have to just stop making 
the excuse that there's just not time. You know, I think that's my biggest, uh, my biggest weakness is there's just not enough time to get this done and this done. Uh, even when it comes to, you know, other, you know, smaller projects. Well, I can't start that today because it's going to be dark in an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I could start it. I don't yeah. even have to finish it today. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that's an excuse that I want to do my best to get rid of this year is saying there's not enough time. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of times I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't have the time to do that before this other thing, Yeah. but I have enough time to binge a TV show or yeah. watch a movie or fit a couple games in. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I just make excuses. Yeah. Cause it, then I don't need to because <laughs> I have time. Yeah. There's just this illusion that I don't have time, but you do have time. Well, and COVID really has made me kind of, you know, I'm I'm naturally a more introverted person. Mm-hmm. And COVID has definitely not helped that. Yeah, it kind of reinforces that, like, stay home. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's good to stay home. Yeah. So I think I need to lean more heavily into Brianna's mentality of, I can't stay home. This is going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, get out of that comfort zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. You had a point that you, you mentioned about the the terrorist of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so throughout the whole movie, the the bad guy, well, not the whole thing, about three quarters yeah, of the movie. The Mandarin. The, the bad guy that we're told about is the Mandarin. You know, uh, he is, uh, he comes suddenly on the news, you know, uh, in a very cryptic, you know, terroristy kind of way with these flashes of you know public outcry and riots and then he has this cryptic message about you know him doing some terrorist bombing somewhere Mm -hmm. Um, very riddler yeah very very scary very um uh built to that you have no control this is going to happen whether you like it or not there's nothing you can do about it uh i'm teaching and i'm teaching you a lesson you know, he's talking to both primarily the United States president, you know, that your lesson isn't complete yet, but will be by Christmas, you know, so there's all this tension and fear that's being built up that this Mandarin character is the bad guy. But at, you know, somewhere in that three quarters, you know, Tony's gone through all this stuff and um, he's starting to realize that there's more to this story than what's really going on. And he finds a way to track down this Mandarin guy mm-hmm. and he's uh, goes in with his little Home Depot uh, kit of, you know, cause he doesn't, his suit's broken. So yeah. it, ha- it just has to be Tony with his Home Depot assault kit. Yeah. You know, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. He does a good job uh, made up, you know, some homemade tasers and some, some ornament grenades. Yeah. So uh, he's, so he's doing all this stuff and he raids the compound and you get in there and he finds the Mandarin. And he finds out that the Mandarin isn't really the Mandarin. It's just an actor. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a weirdo. And he's he's just a puppet, right? The real bad guy is Killian. And Killian is manipulating the situation. You know, Killian, through his little think take, you know, has created these explosions because it's a failed experiment. And he's using the Mandarin to cover up that failed experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's building his secret army. So, uh, you know, this whole time we're, we're told this one thing, but it's a misdirect. Yeah. And that happens all the time in our world. You know, we're 
convinced all the time that this thing over here, this is the real enemy, or this this person over here, they're your real enemy, or this this belief system, this is the real enemy. Um, but ultimately, those things are just misdirects. You yeah. know, ultimately, the the real enemy is um, the evil one. It's Satan. It's the devil. Whatever you want to call him. You know, he's the one that's behind the scenes manipulating us, manipulating society, and convincing us that all those things, this is what you need to worry about. Don't worry about me. I, I'm no, I'm not real. I don't exist. You know, I'm in the backgrounds. And that's Killian even says that. He right. realized how much power he could have just manipulating from the background, that he didn't need to be out front doing things. Yeah. He could just uh, move and maneuver stuff and misdirect. Yeah, he says, uh, once you give face an evil, people just all they focus on is that target. Yeah, they don't they don't care about anything else. Yeah, it, you can hear about something evil happening, but once there's a face to that, yeah, then people just sink their teeth into yeah. that. That's all they care about, and it's true. It's yeah. totally true. And Satan uses that tactic on us all the time. Mm -hmm. Think about all the times you are convinced that something is evil. Well. Chances are the thing that you're convinced is evil, there might be some evil components to it, but really there's an evil being that is behind that, pushing that. You know, uh, there's no doubt that racism is evil. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no doubt. But where do you think racism comes from? That is our enemy lying and deceiving us, trying to convince us that we can't be trusted, that we have to think lesser of this group out there you know that's not a natural human thing right if you have a child you know and that child is raised in a home where those kind of thoughts aren't there they don't just magically develop those ideas yeah. racism is not a natural human emotion it is something that is taught by an evil one that is manipulating society and that can be said about everything you know that we're manipulated constantly by our enemy and our enemy is a spiritual being, Satan. You know, yeah. Devin's not my enemy. Lauren's not my enemy. Brianna, Matt, all these people that are in my lives, they're not my enemies. It's Satan that's going to mess with my mind. So I, I just thought that was a, a, a very important picture that we see, yeah. you know, in this idea of parables. You know, it's a great parable mm -hmm. that we can pull from this movie. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the face of it. You can let someone else be the face of it and take the heat while he just keeps doing mischievous things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an honorable mention I kind of wanted to throw in here was uh, near near the end of the movie and uh, all these suits are starting to to fight. Uh, all I forget what the name of all the different people were called. What they called Extre extremists. Extremists. Yeah. Uh, they were the all the suits are fighting these extremists and uh, Tony's uh, Tony's mark 42 suit which at this point has been pretty beaten up and is just kind of in shambles yeah <laughs> comes flying in and he's like oh the prodigal son returns yeah. this guy <laughs> this suit that has failed me so many times is coming back and it, i can i can finally fight yeah. <laughs> Achilles and, and defeat him and the suit just hits a wall and just falls into pieces <laughs> it's just it's just great comedic timing i just yeah. want to throw that in cuz he actually mentions a parable yeah. in the the like the most famous parable yeah. in the movie thought it was funny yeah <laughs> but in uh, in true new year's fashion the movie ends in fireworks 
uh, Tony shows that he's done uh, making an idol of his of his work and his tinkering and his suits. So he blows them up in a fantastic and awesome firework display, uh, kind of as a Christmas gift to his his girlfriend Pepper. And uh, Tony, to start this, Tony tells his assistant uh, Jarvis to start the clean slate protocol, which is a very fitting name because the the whole idea of clean slate comes from uh, John Locke's philosophy, uh, tabula rasa, which I think is it's Latin, right? Mm-hmm. It's Latin for a scraped tablet or in other words clean slate um and and tony's just completely getting rid of these suits and it's kind of starting his life with a blank slate he's not these things that were an idol over his life are now are now gone they're they're complete completely out of his life because they had a hold on him but doing this is kind of like a declaration of this Mm -hmm. no longer has a hold on my life um and this philosophy is basically what Jesus gives us every day in the form of grace. Every time we mess up and every time we sin, we're given a clean slate with no record of any of the wrongdoings that we did. And that philosophy is is what the world practices every year on January 1st. Mm-hmm. The whole world, whether you're Christian or not, kind of has this idea of this this new year, this is this is going to be a new me. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's, it's interesting how the entire world kind of has that practice of new year new me and it's it's what jesus does to us with his grace um what what kind of feelings do you usually feel towards the beginning of the new year well i think towards the beginning of the new year you know like most people you know i I get this feeling that it's time for a change you know that usually having to do with health yeah that's uh you know i know that i need to lose some weight i know that i need to get more exercise you know so i have this general idea of, okay, I got to do this, this, and this, and this, you know, so it kind of, and I, I like having a a benchmark, you know, that, um, on this day, I'm going to start and it's going to be different this year. And I think that's, you know, important in my mindset whenever I'm starting something new, but especially in new years. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always feel towards the end of the year, almost like guilty, like the things I wanted to do this year weren't what that weren't what I did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it happens every year. I'm like, I, I just didn't accomplish what I wanted to. And I, I, I feel, I feel bad for myself when I, I shouldn't, because at least at the beginning, I'm hopeful. I have mm-hmm. hope for the, for the next year. And I don't want that to stop. I want it every year. I want to have that hope of this year. I can be better. Um, and even if I, if I fail and mess up, I still want to keep that mindset of, I, I can still be a better person. Mm-hmm. And I think as believers in Jesus, uh, New Year's Day uh, is every day. We're, we're constantly, every morning, uh, being made nude and being made whole because of the grace that Jesus gave us. And I, I don't want to lose that. I, wanna, I just want to always remember that. Is this is a new day, new me, every day. <laughs> not just New Year's. Because uh, once a year is not, is not good enough. We're, Jesus is just constantly making us clean as because we believe in him and that grace that he gave us. But we want to thank you for, for listening to this podcast. We, as always, we love watching movies Mm -hmm. and I think we just, we made this podcast as an excuse to watch movies and talk about (laughs) Jesus. It's the two things that we really like doing and we're throwing them in, (laughs) in a pot together. Uh, But yeah, let us know if you have any uh, movie suggestions uh, or 
any any movie ideas, uh, maybe even TV shows we can talk about. Maybe we'll try doing a TV show here or there. Yeah, I think it would be fun to do like a one episode of uh, yeah. the Karate Kid Netflix show that yeah. came out. Very, very good show. A lot of good stuff in there. It'd be really hard to fit all into <laughs> one episode. It would be difficult, but maybe maybe we'd do a series out of it. But we, we really appreciate you guys listening to us, and we hope that you listen to more of our episodes because they're really good. Or at least we think they are. We think they are. <laughs> And if you don't want to listen, if you want to see us, you can also find us on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. These videos will be on there on uh, our various pages. So please uh, spend some time flipping around in there. We do a lot of videos on Facebook that uh, are shorter than yeah. this, but uh, are equally the amount of fun. Thank you for watching and we uh, are listening and we hope to see you again. Bye.